Hey everybody, I wanted to share this past episode that I absolutely love because it's with my girl Shan Booty, who is not only a tremendous sex expert, but she's an intimacy expert and such a fly-ass woman on so many ends when it comes to relationships, communication, connection, that I just had to feature her again because... She's just amazing, and I can't wait to have her back soon, but I don't want you guys to miss this episode. We'll be back soon with new episodes of Listen, Honey, and I miss you guys. Thank you so much for your well wishes, and please do enjoy my girl, Shan Booty, next. Listen, Honey! Okay, listen, fam. I need you to lean in because I'm very excited for my guest today. I've had her on once before. I'm a huge fan of her on the gram and in person. She's lovely. She's beautiful to look at. But more importantly, she's smart as fuck and super passionate about the topic of all things sex, women's confidence, and our sexual relationships with ourselves and our partners. Welcome to the room, Shan Booty! It's so hard to be silent while someone's giving you a lifetime supply of compliments. So thank you times 10. I'm so in my joy to be here. Yeah, I'm so, so excited to have you here. Um, First off, congratulations on all these new projects that you've taken on. Can we just brush over some of the recent things that you've taken into? Yes, so I am the advisor for Playboy's Winter 2020. That's been a really great experience. And I also have a show called Sexology on Quibi, which is 130 episodes about all things sex, love, and relationship. It's truly a dream show for me. How do you find Quibi, by the way? Because I saw it, but I didn't know how to go to Quibi. It's brand new, so it launches April the 6th. You just go to the app store and you download it. They actually have a 90-day free trial for it. So it's pretty pretty tight. She's speaking to the Asian. I will definitely sign up for the free trial. Okay. And then what else do you have going on? That's it, girl. I mean, and your book is still out there. My book is still out there. The Game of Desire is still out there. Thank you to all of your listeners who purchased last time. I had so many of your listeners DM me and say, I heard about you from Listen Hane and I love the book. So shout out to all of you. It was really, really beautiful to get that kind of support. Yes. Mm -hmm. And piggybacking on you, fam, the reason why I have Shambuti here, not just for my pleasure uh, and learning more from her, but also because you guys posted such great reviews about Shambuti's episode. Um, This is why it's so important if you haven't already. When you download Listen Honey and you tune in, it's important for you guys to post reviews because that's how I can read them and find out who you like to learn more from and what exact podcasts interest you. So Shan, you're a fan favorite. So thank you, you for being back. You have such an engaged audience. I do. You are lucky as hell. I'm so, I, I, you know, I was just thanking everybody because I was uh, reading through the podcast reviews and I had like a, over a thousand five star reviews, which I got to be honest, I'm not the type to leave reviews. Like I'm a Yelper major. I've never like super been consistent about leaving reviews. I also take Uber and I don't always get five stars. I just kind of bypass it. So it makes me understand how important it is for us on the other end as creatives to learn what our fans like. And if they didn't do this, I wouldn't know that they loved you and be able to have you on as many times as we can, you know? Well, thanks to the people. Yes. I respect it. I'm Absolutely. here because of you. Absolutely. So if you don't follow Shan already on Instagram, then you are sleeping under a rock because when it comes to somebody who is re- relatable and entertaining and super updated about sexual education. I mean, this is a refreshing subject to talk about with another woman. And so today I want to open up the conversation. Let's just have a random Q&A when it comes to sex, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Okay, love, love, love. Yes. Um, so 
I am going to ask you questions from my own personal interests and also from other questions that I've gotten from fans. Let's start with the one thing I get all the time. Fam, when I ask you guys to send me questions and I answer them in my podcast called My Fam Questions, the one thing you guys ask a lot about is confidence. How to become more confident, how to overcome insecurities, especially especially physical ones. And Shan, you come off as a super confident woman. I know part of it has to do with what you know, so you're confident about the information you're going to give, but you're also just confident as a whole as far as a woman. Do you always feel confident? What are your insecurities? Like, spill it for real. Do you have issues that I you struggle with? the biggest misconception around confidence is that confidence is a choice, that you decide, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to walk into a room with confidence. You hear that a lot. Yeah. Confidence is not a choice. Confidence is a result. It's a result of doing something successfully several times and feeling like I'm apt at that. So you're confident at cooking rice when you know you've thrown down, yeah. not too wet, not too al dente. Yep. Like when mm-hmm. you've done that five times, yeah. now you will confidently say, I'll make some rice for you. Yeah. Anything else in the world, when it comes to confidence, if you don't feel that way, first and foremost, it's kind of a blessing to me because you've identified a place that you need to improve on. Mm. So also, too, a lack of confidence shows self-insight. Mm. A lot of people out there delusional right right they don't right. even know that they're missing the skill set the knowledge the practice etc they're just going out there blindly doing things incorrectly yes. and not really understanding that there's a process to getting to that place of feeling confident at something like people that you watch on like the voice auditions and I they're know. belting it like they're <laughs> yeah. no Sarah McLaughlin or weird. like Celine Dion but yes. they sound horrible but that voice that that a confidence makes you think they really know what's up and also too singing is a skill right mm-hmm. so that also shows the person who just did it in their bathroom didn't actually take the time to practice, didn't invest in a teacher, didn't listen to other people, that shows me that you're not somebody who's willing to put the work in. So if you don't feel confident in something, I think look at that as a nod that you're going in the right direction. Okay, so let's say my average fan's questions will say, Jeannie, you seem so confident. How do you get to that place? And you don't seem, are you? Would you brushstroke yourself, everyone here, would you brushstroke yourself as confident? To be really honest, I would say I am confident because I choose to tackle what I'm not confident about. I personally think that's the first step to confidence is owning what you don't know and owning what you're insecure about. So whether it's something physical, like I know I have a bunion, so I make fun of my bunion. I call it out. So if it gets, you know, zoomed in on those fucking people on Instagram who love to zoom in on shit. Right. I've seen WikiFeet for sure. Um, (laughs) Or if I'm I'm not confident about the fact that I know I talk too fast or sometimes my grammar is super fucked up, but I own it. And once I own it for some reason, that gives me this breathing room to say, oh, I just made a space for myself. Because I think that's why people love being associated with groups or identify with some type of belonging. It's because. They feel like there's a home for themselves. You can make that home for yourself on your own, in your own mental. So when you actually own whatever it is that's not so cool about you, physical or mental or whatever, all of a sudden that's the first step. And then I think when you have a sense of humor about it, that becomes the next step of confidence. And then when you start to take it upon yourself to rock it, however, like for me, fixing up an outfit that's so dope, you don't even fucking see my bunion. Like that that makes me feel better about myself, you know? Um, uh, I remember even like, you know, when it comes to sex, it's super taboo in my household to talk about sex. So when I started getting boobs and getting a body and I wanted to start messing around with boys, but I didn't really know what to do, that made me take it upon myself to go and ask questions 
and look at, I watch porn, honestly, and, and learn how to, my gosh, if a woman arches her back and touches her thighs, like immediately she becomes this beautiful, sexually confident person. And that gives you a power when you embrace those things about yourself. So little things like that allow me to face it till I make it rather than fake it till I make it. Yeah. And employing a strategy, just like you said, yes. is taking up little bit bits of tips here and there, acknowledging that we're in a wonderful world where you can consume content of any variety. Yeah. So there's always an opportunity to learn and admitting to yourself sometimes, because sometimes to your point, not being perfect at something is a space that you can own. Yes. And I think that's totally okay too. You don't have to be an expert in every single area in life, nor would someone like that individual because that person's a fucking robot. Right, right. Like you've got to have flaws. It's what makes somebody relatable. It's what makes you right. you and flaws of course are subjective so I don't think that everybody has to go out there it's okay to be like I can't cook it's not my shit yeah I talk really quickly yeah I'm not the best flirt I mean I think everyone should be a great flirt but nonetheless they, it is okay not to feel like a master at every single thing however if it's a thing that's bothering you that's when putting action behind it is necessary mm. and so if you don't feel confident and that bothers you then I think that there's hope for you because all you have to do is practice yeah at some point in your life you were you were dead ass for sure you could not tie your shoes mm -hmm. like you were certain that was not going to be a possibility for right. you and yet here you are, a shoe tying motherfucker. <laughs> Second nature to you. You thought you'd be Velcro forever. No, but with practice, with strategy, with patience for yourself, with proving you can do it, now this is an area you don't have to think about anymore. Yes. And that can happen with anything. Sex, flirting, yep. presenting, cooking, yep. whatever. I actually think you just hit something on the head that I think I unknowingly do that gives me confidence. So recently on my gram, somebody from my old high school sent me a picture of me in the most voted categories. Remember how, yes. I don't know if your book yes. today yeah. still have most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hmm. I, do they really? Hottest mess. Hottest mess for you? Yes. Were you proud? <laughs> you were voted most hottest mess? Hottest mess. I love how you gave oh a shoulder yeah. brush Yeah, she off. gave a shoulder brush off. I'm trying okay, to figure out what out. part of that was good. Just, uh, I know. I'm hella proud and confident oh. over here. What do you think your school Shit. meant by that? They meant I was a mess. And then you look were hot? good doing it. Okay, 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 okay. Snap, snap, so, snap. All right, know. all right. Thanks, BHS. Oh, wait. <laughs> all right, I love it. So <laughs> mine was Biggest Flirt. And I remember <gasps> then... Oh, Shan, I We're love her shocked. so much. Shan's face is like glazed over. She's so proud. She looks like a mother hen right now. Her hair just like teased up a little bit more. But I remember at the time I was like, oh, why would I be biggest flirt? It sounds like I'm in disingenuine about the way that I flirt. No, I actually do flirt if I like somebody, but I'm not if I'm not. And I was really, uh, I was really um, against it. Then moving forward in my career and being next to three women on my show, they would say, Jeannie, you flirt all the time. You are always flirting. And then I was like, wait, now I'm getting offended because if I don't mean to flirt, why are you saying I'm flirtatious? And then you just said something right now when it came to just, you know, listing off things that you are good or aren't good at. You mentioned flirting. And I remember you did an Instagram post about how to flirt confidently. And now I'm just randomly connecting. It's happening real time, guys. So I'm just connecting that... I subconsciously flirt in order to feel more confident about a situation, not knowing I'm not trying to woo the person. I'm not trying to make you fall in love with me. But if I really think about it, flirting gave me confidence. So do you think it might behoove people, women especially, to learn the art of flirting in a fun, playful way? We're not trying to seduce people and get them in our bed, but that might help with their confidence levels. And can you flirt if you're not confident? 
I think you can do anything. What comes first? You know what I mean? The chicken or the egg? Because I'm trying to give my listeners advice. And if I, they learn how to flirt, would it take the pressure off of trying to learn how to be confident? I think anything that you practice at, you will. the end result is confidence. So you don't necessarily mm. get there. You have to start flirting before you get confident to become a confident flirter. Yes. But to me, flirting is just communication plus sparks. That's it. Oh. It's not necessarily anything over the top. It's not sexual in many cases. I flirt with the, I remember this one time, there was a woman who was serving hot dogs like at a hot dog vending place in Toronto, which we have the best street hot dogs. I'm going to go ahead and just say that. Really? But I remember, you know, she was kind of being really pissy and very short. And then I said something to her like, you chose an incredible color shirt for your eyes. It really brings them out. And her whole <laughs> mood just shifted and she looked at me and said, that is the first time that someone has looked at me like a woman and I can't tell you how long. Wow. And you realize it's those little moments that you have with someone where you call upon their humanity in many ways. So flirting is just a memorable conversation that tells somebody I'm paying attention to you. Now, there is sexual flirting. There's yeah. different levels of it. But I think the base level is just I see you. That's OK. You're definitely hitting it on the head then. I like the way that you removed flirting from just a sexual context. And I like that already in the right art of flirting, you're actually setting yourself aside to lift up the other person. You're, you're, you're putting the spotlight on them to make them feel good about themselves. And if you think about it, Dennis, our mom is really good at Your flirting. Your mom is such a good flirt. My mom is a number. <laughs> she's an incredible flirt. It's that, because she's playing. All day. Yes. It's, it's like also the playfulness. It is flirting, it's, it's but it's not sexual. It's yes, playful. It's, it's like playful. a way of like, we're creating an inside moment here and nobody mm. else is a part of it. But it's not that deep, yes. you know? Now that I think about it, all my mom does is flirt. But the word has always a sexual connotation when it really is also just being a playful, jovial um, nature about yourself, whether you're aloof or goofy, you're owning it and you're having a little bit of a of a, a, a smile with it. It's always just with this like knowing smile that you two are in a little secret together. And that immediately creates an environment where you're likable. Think about it, you guys, with every celebrity that we've watched, especially if they've done something heinous, if they can flirt their way through it. I remember when, oh my gosh, what's his name? Was it Hugh Grant who cheated on Elizabeth Hurley? Do you remember this? I do know Hugh Grant and Elizabeth Hurley dated and they're both British, so I'm assuming you're right. Okay, yes. okay. so he cheated on her and I remember it was like a super sh like shameful thing because she was so beautiful and, and why would you do this to her? And he came on, I think it was David Letterman, and in one swift remark after he asked him if it was true, if he flirted or not, he kind of just touched his chin and he just knowingly grinned. And he said something that just kind of threw aside the the, the deed he did, but with this devilish smile. And immediately everybody like <laughs> roared in applause and was like, he's forgiven. And I remember I was angry because I hate infidelity, but I was also like, fuck, that was smooth. And so I just think there's something there's something really true there about flirting. And if you can... Get to a place where you can have fun with yourself and put it on the other person and say, I see you. You can actually get some traction into what confidence feels like and play on that. I think that you actually just gave me such an aha moment with that definition because mm. flirting essentially is, Marab, like creating that inside moment. Yeah. There could be a room of 20 people, but all of a sudden, you know that this moment is just for me and you. In a world of copy and paste where you feel like, hi, how are you doing? How's your day? Okay, thank you. Next customer, like you're not really mm. looking at somebody. If you can give somebody a moment that you know this moment is just for me and you, yes. that is flirting at its base level. I yes. can give them the moment. I can't tell if they're receiving it well. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What I do can... you mean? Huh? Okay. So, um... That was so... I wish everybody could see Dennis's expression when he said that. I it was... Yeah, you can. Oh, the right. are oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. We're recording, by so the way. Good. So, no, so, uh... Okay, I give don't us know. A, give us an embarrassing experience. I know you've got a a, a few of them, but has something okay, happened so, where you? So we went to uh, we went to this thing, like a like a like a like a fairground or whatever, right? Okay, so it's like um, I'm walking around and I can see like somebody making my eyes. I'm making eyes at them, right? And I don't want. I just don't want to approach girls anymore. I'm just, so I'll just say hi, whatever, right? But let's say I go to another part of the f- fairground. <laughs> All right. And then they, they come and follow like them and their harem, right? <laughs> their oh Bevy, right? And like that and it's like it's weird, right? So I was like So then you didn't know what to do next. Or did you? Right. It, so I said like, hey, what's up, right? But no one like s- says anything else. No one follows up, right? Yeah. So it's like I, I don't know if I'm being well received. I won't I won't I won't I just won't. Oh, so do you need a little that. bit of a nudge to show you if you're going in the right direction. And her following you around wasn't enough of a nudge for you. I don't know. I could be schizophrenic. I don't know. I don't know. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like you just think like you're hot shit, like you know, like that you don't know. There's no way to confirm. So uh See, I already one. right there, my huh? mind already shifted naturally into I would behave as if they did. They I would did. I personally would behave like mm. you did follow me over mm-hmm. here, like, oh, very possible. Funny, you're here too. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like oh yeah, I would... and that would be playful. Yeah, right, for sure. Right. Yeah, that's. Here's another one. Uh, I'm just sitting. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I'm, we're rock climbing, okay? And I'm just sitting in front of a green route, right? And uh, it's so stupid because so <laughs> so the rock climbing place is right here. Right here. So, so I'm sitting in front of thing, and um. It's always a group, right? Because I feel like they're stronger in packs or something like that, right? Girls, so, you yeah, mean yeah. they? Okay, they, they don't do it alone. They just like very seldom will they. But I can't tell if I'm if, if they're hitting on me or if I'm or whatever. So, okay. And she comes and she. So I'm sitting here like this, resting. That's an age thing, by the way. And she comes over and she's like, "I'm just gonna try this one, guys." Right. <laughs> Just like this, <laughs> and just like drops it a little right in front of me, and I'm like, "Wait, is that? Am I am I crazy or is she making flirting. an advantage? Flirting, flirting, right, right, right. Let's. Uh, I don't know. So why are you waiting for permission to flirt back rather than just saying, "I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. I'm going to start a conversation with you, mm. and not under the premise of is this going to be a thing? Uh, show me what you got. Yeah. So I feel like. When you make flirting goal oriented, that's when it gets a little weird. Mm. If I'm flirting with you because I want to sleep with you or I want you to like me, I want like to make flirting thrive. You need to have like mystery and a bit of ambivalence. Like I actually don't care. Take it or leave it. I'm just saying this because it's my truth. I'm asking you a question because I'm curious. If you don't want to answer it or you're going to be weird, then you told me that you're not an interesting person for me to have a dialogue with. And of course, vice versa. So I think that if you look at it less like, oh, I want to make sure before I start. It's like, I'm just going to throw something at you. And obviously, it's a graduating system. You don't start off flirting with like, that shirt is looking incredible on you. <laughs> right, that right. Is, that is showing me some biceps. <laughs> you know, that's kind of, you'd start off with something more mundane and you're in a rock climbing place. Like that is, uh, like it, you were ripe with conversation that is environmental for you. So I would say, if anything, like you ain't got to wait. You just got to go for it and then start low. But that person will reveal whether or not it's flirting pretty early on in the interaction. But isn't it's not your job to figure out if they're flirting or not. 
Gotcha. Test the waters. I yeah. love the lack of go- the lack of making it a goal to like a conquer or a win. That's a huge difference. Well, yeah, especially because I I think about like my first job was working at Morgan Stanley out of college, and I can't believe I'm saying that out loud again, but it's true. And one of the ways I got through it was truthfully flirting with my bosses, which sounds wrong. <laughs> But I didn't do it in a sexually flirting way. Right. It was like a way of being like, we all know it's hilarious that Marav is working at the investment bank. Da, 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 like snap fingers. And like yeah. I had this way of flirting with them, which again was never sexual. But it was like it was joking. It was playing. It was like we're not going to make this day boring just because that's the status quo. It's mm-hmm. like we're going to mix up. Like I think about when you're checking out at the grocery store, like flirting with the old lady or something like that. Like there are opportunities all the time to either be really stiff and awkward with strangers or acquaintances or to just throw a little spice in it. Throw a little spice in it. Yeah. Right. I think that when you know, right. you know, you can tell, like, for example, if someone's talking to you and being really kind and then they throw a sales pitch at you. And you're like, oh, gross. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so sometimes that can happen with flirting where you think someone's being polite and kind to you and they start to throw some kind of intention Aim in motive. there. Exactly. Yes, so true. Oh my gosh, we've got to take a break, but when we come back, I'm going to hit up Shan with more confidence questions and how we can get to know our own, sex- our own bodies and our sexuality and become more confident in the bed too. When we come back. All right, we're back with Shan Booty, my favorite girl. I'm talking about all things confidence and also sex. When it comes to sexual confidence, do you think, because we're talking about flirting, do you think it's important to almost give an air that you are so confident you'd be good in the bedroom? Why is it that confident people also look like they'd be good in the bedroom? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like, what is that? What is that blurred line of sexuality without making it creepy or to act super sexual in public? But confident people look like they're good in the bedroom. And it doesn't have to do with looks all the time. I love that you said the word line because there really is a thin line to me between somebody who is somebody who looks like they're confident in the bedroom is probably the last person I want to have sex with. Mm. Like the person who's throwing vibes at me like... Yeah, like licking their lips. I got a a plan for you tonight. And I'm like, you don't know what the fuck I like. So (laughs) your plan is not appealing to me. Totally. So there is a balance between somebody who is curious. I always say that to me, a good sexual partner is a tourist, not a tour guide. And so overconfidence comes across like a tour guide. Like, I'm going to rock your world. I'm going to show you what's what. And it's yeah. like, I've been fucking DJing for 34 years now. You ain't got to show me shit. Yeah. Like, I'm also open for it. But I think if you're coming in there with this, here's the blueprint for your body, yeah. that's really unattractive for me. So I think that confidence in the bedroom comes across in curiosity. It comes across in playfulness and also a willingness to listen and to learn. For sure. How do you think in public, like, no, let's say in dating, right? When do you start introducing a sexual energy if it doesn't happen naturally, right? Because that's kind of the distinction between is he into me, is he not? And then also, you know, will there be further dates from this? It's also kind of sets the tone for a little bit more mystere. When do you think that's healthy and how does one go about it? 
I don't know. I'm a big fan. I mean, it's what I do for a living. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask. It comes up way too soon, probably for me. I mean, it'll come up like in an Uber, but that's just by nature of, again, what I do for a living. Give me an example of how it comes up in an Uber. Oh, man, I'll be on a phone call and somebody will overhear and then they'll start to chime in or Ah. somebody asks, what do you do for a living? And I made a promise to myself years ago that I wouldn't lie anymore because I wanted to start to normalize this field. So I was like, oh, as much as I want to say, like, I... I work in TV or I work yeah. in a bookstore or whatever yeah. the fuck. I'm like, I have to for the next person to come along. So when they say to talk about sex and relationships, you're like, oh, I actually met someone before versus the response that I get. That's like, what is that job? Who are you? What <laughs> right. do I understand? What's right. a real thing? And right. so I don't want that for the next generation of educators coming along. But ultimately, I think the right time to talk about it is when you feel like there's that mutual flirting. I look at it like it's it's a long life. And relationships are long. Life is not a rom-com. I ain't got to wrap this shit up in an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. So it can take, you can take your time. You're going to know when the conversation has escalated to a point where it feels comfortable for you to say, when's the last time you had sex? Mm. You know, as an entry point conversation, you know, what's in your sex drawer? Like just curious questions that aren't necessarily about you and me having sex, but yeah. I'm just now wanting to shift the conversation to who are you as a sexual person? I think it feels organic to do that versus if you're thinking to yourself, this is kind of weird, I'm not quite sure, then probably give it a couple of more beats, warm it up, gradually get there until you do feel like this feels as natural as me asking you, what kind of drink is that? Yeah, I I think that that's the best time when a relationship is very organic and green and, and just childlike about sex questions. I think that when somebody acts like a know-it-all, it's a super turnoff for sure. But I think just asking questions. I want to ask you, what does someone who's sexually confident look like to you? To me, I think I'm a pretty sexually confident person. Now, I'm different with you as I am to my partner, okay? So with my partner, I think the moment we started opening up, what do you like in sex? What does, what, what, what? And when was that moment? A week? A day? An hour? Uh, no, definitely we... So I, I think I told you I'm a sapiosexual. Super... I only get turned on to the next phase if I have intelligent conversation that's emotionally triggering, um, thought-provocative, prov- um, insightful. So once that happens, we were about three months in until we had sex. And so when we did, I remember I like to draw out the whole conversation of sex instead of instead of just diving into it and just kind of figure out where we land. I like asking questions like, what do you enjoy? What what Ooh. things have you never tried before? What parts of your body give you a sensation? And then even just taking him behind the ear and touching it very lightly and saying, Does this do anything for you? Or close your eyes and 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 let me just make love to you with my hands and just uh, with his clothes on, just touching his arms. But I notice that men are not always Jeannie, you're such an expert. No. You're such a fucking expert. No. You're great. That's Those are great. Those are really? great tips. Yes, those are amazing tips. But, but, but see, it's not, though, because for me, I'm just thinking, how do I experiment? Because I don't, I, I don't like when we look at the body like, oh, that's your groin and those are your thighs. And I think if you just discover the whole body as a whole in a new way and take us take away all of your, like, like single out your senses, close your eyes and just deal with feel. Um um, only listen to sound and don't touch anything for a second. Um, just watch me as I undress and you can't move. Like when you take away all the senses, I think you get this erotic rush that is more exciting than the actual yes. fucking itself. 
But that's it just me as a kid. you. Now you know every single detail of what this person likes, what turns them on. Yes. They've seen you act out what turns you on. Like you've gained so much information about each other so that when you do go to the act, the chemistry isn't this magical thing. You guys have literally built that from the ground up. Yes. Element by element. A lot of people, they just go straight to sex. It doesn't work out. And they're in this tizzy of trying to figure out. That's exactly how it always works for people. They go to sex first. It doesn't work out or it's not the best experience. They do what they think they're supposed to do. And then they learn from there. When it should, I think it should just be curiosity at first and learning the person's palate so you get an idea and you would start to entice what this energy will be like. like. Your sex with a partner shouldn't be the same as your ex's. It shouldn't, it should all have its own thumbprint, don't you think? I 100% think so. And if you're doing it in that copy and paste way, that's when you get questions from people like, it's kind of boring in the bedroom. How do we spice it up? Mm-hmm. If you're responding authentically every single time, it'll be different every time, mm-hmm. even just a littlest bit, because you're not going to always want to have sex on the left side of the bed with your head facing a certain way, with a certain song playing, doing this move, then that move, etc. If you're authentically responding to each other, that's your spice right there. Oh, that's so... That's so unique because couples that end up doing it the same way, the same time, all the time. And granted, they have busy schedules, lack of energy from having kids. What do you think it is that add that that, that starts to become that super mundane, you know, um, mission position where they're just bored of each other? Is it being lazy? It's routine. Anything with routine. You can't go to the gym and do the same thing. Mm. That's why there's so many different machines there. You can't go to work and expect to be satisfied if you're doing the exact same thing over and over and over right. again. And so... Sex, I understand, is hard to fit into life, but most of y'all ain't having sex that long. You're giving yourself way too much credit. Like, I don't have the time. You don't have 10 minutes? You don't have 12 minutes to set aside for that? It's true. And if you're too tired at night, take some time at lunch if you're home together. Take some time in the morning. Find some time on the weekend. Like, there's a plethora of different ways that you could try to make sex organically happen. And also, too, when you're waiting till nighttime, you're hoping your body is horny versus listening to your natural ebb and flow and saying, when do I feel it? Okay, how do I engage with my partner during this time? So I think that it is just but I just I want to go back to what you said, which is so amazingly great, because the question you get from people all the time is, how do I talk about sex? And I'm just that blows my mind because you should be excited to talk about sex what do you want to talk about taxes like what do you want to talk about with your partner if not like what rocks your world yeah. and I think you gave a really good blueprint of how to start that conversation that doesn't it doesn't actually necessarily point to the fact that we're gonna fuck after this it's just curiosity okay Shan I purposely don't call you on the weekends because I want to exhaust all my questions here with you for my fam. Um, we're running out of time, but I want to keep you on for a second episode where we are going to talk about something that I've heard way too many things about, something I've done accidentally and I want to learn exactly how to do on purpose. That is squirting. Ooh. I also want to talk about if you were a mom and you were to raise a child teaching them sex ed differently than how we all fucking learned it with that old ass VCR and that television. How would you teach it? And I also want to learn about some interesting sexual feats that maybe some average people could try in order to spice it up in the bedroom. Yes, please. So please stay tuned. Post a review about Shan. By the way, follow Shan Booty on Instagram. Download Quibi so that we can download your show right away that starts in April. And the show is called? Sexology. Sexology. Please support Shan because we love her and she's part of the fam. Thank you, you guys. Have a great week, and I'll see you in the next episode. 